This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. It's the first part of the year. And one of the things that is most common to think about during the first part of the year are your goals, your goals for the entire year, your goals for the short term, for the long term, what you're doing, what you're not doing, what's a priority, what's not a priority. All of these questions have a tendency to come up when it's a brand new year. And that's what we wanted to tackle head on today. But there's one other question that comes up again and again. And as we've interacted with people through various programs, various various places that uh, that my family and I have traveled, uh, questions that we get behind the scenes that a lot of time we don't showcase. Well, there's one set that <laughs> that always comes up in one way, shape, or form, and that's not just about goals, but it's about how do you set goals with your spouse, your partner, people that are most important to you in your life, because. Here's the reality. When you set, especially big goals, they don't just have an impact on you. They have an impact on often your whole family, your yeah, your spouse, your partner. And this is a big deal. And yet it's not necessarily ever talked about. What is talked about is how do you set goals as an individual, smart goals, every kind of way that you could achieve goal or keep yourself motivated, all those things. Yeah, we've heard them. But instead, today we wanted to come at it from a completely different way. And that's why I brought on one of my most favorite guests for a variety of different reasons, not just because of what she shares every time that she's on the podcast, but also because I'm married to her and I choose to be year after year. And I wanted to say welcome back to the Happen to Your Career podcast, Alyssa Barlow. Hello. So if, if you haven't already gotten the context, Alyssa is my wife. She has been my my partner for a, a, all different kinds of goal setting, uh, getting the business started up. She's been there for every single step of the way. So I am immensely appreciative for all of those pieces. But I wanted to be able to bring you on today because this this set of questions that we get on a regular basis, like how do you do this with someone else, especially when so much of, of different goals and different things that we want to achieve impacts our partners and impacts our family members. So that's what we get to talk about today. But I was wondering if before we talk about the how, could you share a little bit about how you and I started setting goals together in the, in the first place? Sure. We haven't always set goals. You know, uh, we've been married for 15 years now, I guess. Yeah, just, together for 20, 15, yeah. 15 years married. Just celebrated our anniversary not too long ago. And I think initially, I don't know that we really had a purpose or a plan. We were just kind of going with, I don't know, the flow, I guess. We were doing what we thought we were supposed to be doing and working and, um, you know, just moving along and consequently spending a lot of money, actually. <laughs> And we came to the realization, I guess, um, when we found out we were pregnant with our first baby, that maybe we needed to have a plan for something. 
(laughs) besides just working and going with the flow of what everyone else was doing. And it was pretty close to that time. We also realized we had a lot of consumer debt. We had been spending a lot of money. We were making fairly decent money, but we didn't have a plan for the money. So we just spent it. And it was at that point really where we realized we didn't want to have all that consumer debt. We didn't want to have any debt at all, actually. And so that was kind of our catalyst for, well, if we don't want all this debt and we don't have a plan and we're just spending our money, we're not really going to get anywhere. And so I guess that was the point where we decided we needed to make a change and start planning and figuring out what we were going to actually do with our money instead of just spending it all. That's where it started out. It wasn't necessarily... I I wish I could... Well, no, that's not true. I don't wish I could say it was different because it's turned out rather well for us. However, it definitely wasn't a strategic, let's set some goals. Let's sit down. Let's figure out what we want to achieve. Let's do this incredibly intentionally. That's not how it started out at all. In fact, I would say very much the opposite. What do you remember feeling from that time period? Um, I think the need to set goals and have a plan came from a feeling of a lot of stress, a feeling of a lot of weight hanging over us because we had so much consumer debt and we felt like we were making good money, but we had all this debt and we really couldn't tell you where our money was going. Not a clue. (laughs) And that resulted in everything ranging from many fights about money, a little bit, actually a lot of bit of pointing the finger. Mm -hmm. It resulted in ultimately feeling, I would say, pretty uh, hopeless and insecure in many different ways. And that was, that was, that was quite frankly, not a, not always fun times. No. And then I think there was a little bit of fear in there too, when we realized we were bringing another life into the world and kind of feeling like we had no clue what we were doing. And yet now we had another life to figure out what to do with. Oh yeah. Wow. Taking me back in many good and maybe not so good ways, (laughs) but that is really how it started for us. And I wanted to be able to be transparent because often what you find is that people that achieve their goals in one way or another it's it's linked up to things that are really meaning really truly meaningful for them and in our particular case it started from we've got to do something different we can't continue to go down this path we can't continue to live life like this and guess what we've got a kid now too so we'd really better figure this out and that is uh, you know strangely like 12 years ago which our daughter is now 12 mm-hmm. uh, and that's where it began. That's where the impetus for wanting to figure out how to set and achieve goals, not just individually, but as a, as a couple, as a, as a partner, that's where it started. So let me ask you a question about that. You know, we've now been planning and setting goals together in one way or another for those last 12 years, but let's, let's talk people through what, our process started out like, and then how it's evolved and what it looks like now. Do you remember what what the process was as we started out? Yeah. I mean, I think initially, because the need for it was mostly driven out of finances, or we felt like it was driven out of finances, our goal setting definitely started there. And it started small. I mean, it started like canceling cable (laughs) Or little, very, very small things that we started to agree upon and talk about and 
decide that we could do together. Um, and then as we started to actually pay off debt um, and make that a top priority, then we started developing some habits around planning and budgeting and actually having a purpose behind what we were doing. And I think it made our work seem a little more purposeful too. Um, there were still some struggles in there along the way. So I think for me that that's, that's really, it started with those really small steps looking at the finances um, yeah. and kind of starting to make some changes there and planning around that. Yeah. And we initially, we sat down and we realized, hey, we want to get it all paid off. But also that that wasn't doable in a, or at least we didn't feel at the time like it was doable over the course of one year. And ultimately, and it took us about three and a half years to pay off all the debt that we wanted to pay off. So this was this was these were some pretty ambitious long term goals that we started out with. But we realized that we needed to break these down into much much smaller categories in one way or another. So I think it, it, if I remember correctly, after we crunched some of the initial numbers, we said, okay, well, what if we could get this much of a chunk paid off this year? And then if I, if I'm remembering right, and granted it's been a while, that's where it took us to the place of, well, what can we do? What can we do on a month to month basis? What can we do? And that's where we started taking some of those actions to be able to achieve those smaller smaller goals like raising the amount of income that was devoted towards paying off the debt and i think that's where you know that's where we ended up canceling cable <laughs> 12 12 years ago we, mm -hmm. geez we haven't had cable for 12, 12 years, years. that sounds crazy. absurd that's a, <laughs> that's a long time well and i think um what started to happen is once we started making small goals and some progress towards some small goals um it started to bleed into other areas of yeah. our life. It started to bleed into um, what we were eating and it started to bleed into fitness goals for both of us. Um, and really just a whole lifestyle change. Once we started having a purpose for one area, yeah. we realized it was achievable and it actually was making an impact on our entire life. And so then we started making goals in other areas too. And I think something that to be clear about upfront is if this is something that you feel like is worth doing with, with your spouse, with your partner, with somebody else who's important to you, or even if you're setting, you know, shoot, it functions a little bit the same way if you're setting goals on a team or a team capacity too. But no matter you know, who are the important people that you're setting goals with, if you want to move down this path, then it's going to evolve over time. Because today, our goal setting looks drastically different than what it did. Certainly the need is different and the intention is different because just like you pointed out, Alyssa, it really came from, okay, we don't want to be stressed all the time about money and we have to do this differently. And then now today it is a, how do we want to be spending our time and effort over the course of the next year? Mm -hmm. to accomplish what we want to accomplish, to live the way that we want to live, to teach our kids in the way that we want to teach our kids, et cetera, in those different areas of our life. And aside from addressing all of those different areas of our life individually, instead of just money, which you've already mentioned, because that's one major difference for how we look at it now, we look at it much more holistically, but then divide them up into what are the areas that are important to us mm -hmm. to continue to grow and develop and achieve in. How else would you say that 
our processes and systems and and how we do this has changed. Let's talk through some of those pieces for what it looks like now and what are some of those today practices. So, I mean, I think initially because we started it out of need, it was just kind of more organic. Like we had a need, we set a goal, we made a plan to do that. Now, instead of it just being out of need, we are intentional in pre-planning. So we try and plan for a quarter at a time or a year at a time. Um, Actually, typically we start with the year and then back off and go quarterly. Um, But I think now it's more intentional and effective where initially it was purely need-based. And so it was like, okay, we need to make a goal for this so that we can get this accomplished. And now we need a goal for this so that we can get this accomplished. And at this point in time, one of the big ways that has changed is the last, did we start this two years ago or three years ago? I can't quite remember. Um, The last couple of years in a row, we've gone through the same type of process. We talk a little bit typically into November about what we want to, what we want the next year to look like. And usually that ranges from casual conversation to a couple of years we've actually sat down and kind of done a preliminary run through of what, what we want the next year to look like. But then we've actually sat down on January 1st uh, as the new year is in effect Mm -hmm. and cemented and agreed upon those goals in each different area. Mm -hmm. And literally we have set aside, I think it's been about, has it been about four hours, three, four hours? Usually, yeah, about a half a day. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we'll go out to a a restaurant or I think maybe we did Starbucks last year. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. So that is on the calendar on purpose, set aside. So it's actually going to happen and then turned into an event in itself. Mm -hmm. And that gives us the time and space to be able to go through each of those areas and agree upon that. And it really has evolved over the, over the years. But I think what happened last year is we actually came to that with some ideas of what we wanted to accomplish so Mm -hmm. that we could have the discussion and agree upon what we wanted our individual goals, but also our collective goals as a, as a family and as a couple to be too. Does mm-hmm. that sound accurate? What am I missing? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to note that we do set individual goals as well as goals together. Um, and we talk about that all at the same time, um, so that we make sure that we can support each other in the individual goals that we have, as well as the family goals and that we make sure that we're able to achieve all of it. Because if we only did it individually, then we can't make sure we fit in what everyone needs. And as our kids start to get older, we have slowly started to involve them, not necessarily in our, um, like, so I was talking about, like we go and plan for a half a day or whatever. We don't necessarily, we haven't involved them in that yet. Um, but a little bit of the pre-planning. Um, and then definitely after we're done, we share our goals with our kids so that they know what we're reaching for, for the year. And actually this last year was the first year we put a vision board together. Oh yeah. that's right. Um, And so we let the kids help us pick out pictures and we let them help put the pictures on the board. Um, And then it's hanging in a main space in our house. And so they can walk by it and see it and they can see what we've accomplished this year. And actually what we haven't accomplished this year, because we haven't mentioned yet, we don't always accomplish all of the goals that we set out to accomplish Um, Some of them we get 50% of the way there. Some of them we get 75% of the way there. Some of them actually completely move off the list and we decide, you know, 
we're not going to do that this year. We thought this was important. And now as time has gone on, we've realized that this is not as important. So, you know, that's such a great point too, the vision board, because, um, well, we both have those other people who are of collective importance, in this case, our kids in our lives. And even though they're not involved with the overall setting of the goals, uh, at least they don't have final say necessarily, they are certainly involved with the impact of trying to achieve those goals or achieving those goals. And they now are involved in, in seeing whatever. And it's, it's actually been really cool too, to be able to have those types of conversations. Just the other day, it was probably several weeks ago when we got back from Florida, because one of our goals this year was to go to Disney World. And you know, in the past, we've we've traveled to other countries for a month or six weeks at a time. And this year we had on our list, um, we wanted to we wanted to take the kids to Disney World. And that was something that was important to us. We wanted to do that prior to them getting really old where <laughs> they don't appreciate it in the same way anymore and we can have fun with them. So that was that was a goal that we had. And when we came back from that, you know, Mackenzie was looking at the board and she's like, wow, we've done a lot of that stuff this year. And it's like, you're right. Yeah, we have. We've <laughs> we've gone to Disney World. We have uh, put away a bunch of the savings that we anticipated. We have executed a lot of those. But there's also some things that aren't on the uh, that haven't been achieved yeah. too and will continue to roll over for the next year or two. And I think to your point, that is something that you need to acknowledge that it's an ongoing process. Even though we sit down and we talk about it a year at a time and then divide that into quarters or into other smaller chunks, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it is perfectly executed during that time too. And right. that's actually okay. Yeah. And we do also try um, and review them. Um, we're not perfect at it. Like we've said, everything is evolving, but we do try and look at them um, you know, every few months to remind ourselves and also to see what progress we've made. Cause sometimes we get to the point where we feel like, man, we're not getting anything accomplished. And then we go back and look at our goal we sheet and are like, that. Oh, we did that. wow. We actually did that. we did all this stuff and we just didn't even, it just happened. And we didn't even give ourselves the space to celebrate it or realize that we accomplished it. That is something that, <laughs> has been a focus for me this year. Uh, I have been conventionally really bad at celebrating when we, when we do things that we want to. And it is, it's something that I'm personally working on, but I'm very much the personality is like, okay, yeah, we did that. All right. Awesome. On to the next thing. Go, 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 go <laughs> achieve, achieve, achieve. But that's not necessarily always healthy. Uh, and instead a better way is to regularly be able to revisit and acknowledge where we've been able to do a lot of that because that allows us to benefit from living in the way where we're uh, focusing on uh, creating and achieving goals that we want to as well. I mean, that's one of the benefits out of it is actually accomplishing the thing. So I think it would be important to get a little bit into how we actually set these. And we could probably even talk through some examples of goals that we've set in the past too, and, and how that actually happens. What do you mm -hmm. say? Yeah. Okay. So 
let's talk about it from the the standpoint. Usually we'll we'll initially come up with some of the things that are important to us individually. My process personally for me is I'll sit down and I'll allow myself a little bit of time before you and I get together mm-hmm. and say, okay, this is something that's important to me. This is something that's important to me. Uh, you know, I've got these goals in the area of health. I've got these goals in the area of uh, finance. And then that way I feel prepared to have a discussion with you as we come together in January 1st. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your process is. Um, similar. I mean, I like to sit down. I, um, I like to break it down into categories. Like Scott said, you know, what do I want to see us accomplish with the kids, our family, each other, um, our faith, fitness, any other personal goals. Um, and then I kind of like to look back at the past year and think, what do I think we could do better? Or what did I want to see differently? Um, than what we did in the past year and see how we can move towards improving that or changing it for the upcoming year. But what you just said, I think is something that has been really interesting to see growth in you, because if we were to go back 10 years ago, I think that question of what do I want to see differently was off-putting to you. Yeah. And now you use that as a, as a question, like explain how you would have thought about that question or how it might've been offensive to you 10 years ago. Uh, it's still a struggle sometimes, but, um, I am a pretty type a personality person. And so I like everything to be perfect and in line and in order, and I don't like a lot of change. And so in the past I have thought about change or, improvements or looking at things differently, sometimes in a negative light, like we weren't doing them good enough before we weren't doing them correctly before, um, instead of in a positive light of we can grow, we can become better at it. Um, you know, we can look at what we did before and celebrate what we did before. And now we can move on to the next step or, you know, up a level, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that after we go through and we have those types of processes, get back to what our overall process is and describe that in a little bit more detail. You know, after we have that, those individual interactions, then we come together on, <laughs> on January 1st and get the opportunity to discuss this. Now I've got to say that there have been past years <laughs> where the discussion hasn't gone well, <laughs> to put it mildly. If we go, what, six, seven years back or so, mm-hmm. there were things that we pretty much just flat out disagreed upon. And maybe even some things, I don't know if we got final resolution on too. So yeah. one of the things that I would advise as you're thinking about this, advise you to think about is that this is going to be an evolution and iteration in how adept you are at having these types of discussions too. And every time you do it, if you're willing to, if you're willing to push past those, those points where it gets uncomfortable, then there's a whole lot of great things on the other side of that. And I just want to acknowledge that we haven't always been good at it. Sometimes we still struggle with it. Yeah. That's that's what I was, I was going to say it's, there are still goals that we struggle to come to agreement upon or, Partially for me, I don't know um, how much Scott feels about this, but I have a difficulty 
setting really high goals because I get into the mindset of, oh my gosh, there's no way we can ever achieve that. Why should we even put that on paper? And so for me, and one of the things that I wanted to talk about is um, setting small goals along the way for those really big achievable goals. And something that I've had to learn over the last 12 years that we've been doing this is it's okay not to accomplish the goal, even if we write it on the piece of paper. Because initially I wanted to write it on the piece of paper and I didn't want to write it if I didn't think that we could actually accomplish that goal. To me, there was no point in putting it on the paper if it was not achievable. Um, And so I have evolved over the last 12 years to realize that we can't achieve higher goals if we don't put the higher goals on the paper. Um, So it's okay not to achieve that high goal, but we'll probably push farther than maybe we would have if we didn't write it down. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point too, because we have found a ton of benefit out of exactly what you said by setting something that really challenges us. And sometimes... I would say for not just you, although you mentioned it, but sometimes me too, have a little bit difficulty in believing, but still is important to us and would benefit our lives in in pretty drastic ways in one way or another. And I mean, even, even if we go way back to what prompted us to begin goal setting in the first place, I don't know if I'm being really honest with myself that paying off that sheer amount of debt really sounded achievable when we first started talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was collective debt counting the house and everything like that. It was well over $300,000 approaching $400,000 and the consumer debt portion of it was over $100,000. I think it was at what 133 $138,000 someplace yeah. in there. And that sounded at the time <laughs> really really scary. Mm-hmm. And really really Like, I don't know if this is possible, but it seems like if we don't do something, then, you know, we're going to have to continue to live this way. And that's just not an option. Right. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to do a, wants to either begin this in setting goals collectively with their spouse, their partner, other people that are important to them? What advice would you give them as they're starting out? Uh, As you're starting out, I would say realize that it's not going to be perfect and it is an evolving process. And, um, you know, like I said, when we started out, it was much more organic. It It was based on what we needed at the immediate moment. And I think that it's starting that way helped us develop a lot of habits that have led into us being able to accomplish way more than what we would have had we not even organically started making goals. So it's okay to let it be based totally out of need initially instead of, you know, now we're pretty intentional about what we want. There are still some needs that come up in our goals, but um, we're much more intentional and effective with it now. So don't be afraid of it not being super intentional and effective initially. Just let it be what it needs to be. Um, and then I think, you know, as far as coming to agreement on things, um, like I said, making baby steps along the way or smaller goals along the way really helped me to agree on things that I didn't think were accomplishable. 
And then as always, you have to be willing to compromise. And there were things that, you know, both of us maybe wanted to achieve that we just couldn't figure out how to make it work for both of us. And so we either had to lessen it a little bit, or we had to say, let's hit this first. And then we can look at, you know, that next step. We even had, I think it's been three years ago at this point, three, four years ago, when we first started talking about the idea of traveling and, you know, pulling the kids out of school and just, that was an idea and not even a reality, but we started to realize, you know, now that, now that we had the business and now that we had additional flexibility with time, that this could be a reality. And, um, I, I, I really wanted to go to the, to the UK (laughs) the first, first time out. And you were much more interested in, um, certainly visiting your brother in mm-hmm. Portugal. And that was a huge priority for you. And that's one of the the impetus for even being willing to experiment with that type of travel in the first place. And at the time it, it was a little bit of a disagreement, but I, I thought about it and realized that, you know what, it's more important to me that we're doing some kind of travel than the number one place that I want to go. Mm-hmm. And so the compromise there for, for me was like, let's, let's go the place that you want to go and ultimately accomplish the, the more important thing rather than having everything be perfect. Right. And geez, that was just four years ago or so when mm-hmm. we first were having those conversations. Yeah. That seems like a long time <laughs> long and a not time, long yeah. time ago <laughs> all at once. Yeah. What about along those lines? What advice do you have for people that want to do this, want to continue to get better at it around prioritizing their goals? Because it's easy to sit down and say, I want to do this and this and this and all of these other things. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that even though you might be able to accomplish them all, you won't be able to accomplish all of them at once immediately now or within, you know, sometimes within even a year or a month or whatever. So what advice would you give to people for? prioritizing what to focus on in a given, let's say in a given year. I feel like, um, that's where we kind of start with, we want it all and we put all this stuff down or we think about all these ideas. And then I feel like we always come back to, um, especially the last couple of years, we've really spent a lot of time trying to be most effective and intentional with what we're doing And so then I feel like our priorities have come around that. How can we spend our most intentional time with our kids? And how can we make sure that the money that we're spending is most intentional around our kids and our family and um, even some of our other goals, like our fitness goals or our other personal goals? You know, how how do we want to be the most intentional with those goals? So I feel like we start really broad and then we narrow it down based on what our most um, important intention is. And actually, I think maybe last year was only the first year. I think we kind of started with like a word. We started with intentional. And then as we wrote our goals and prioritized them, we basically had to make them fit into that intentional category. Otherwise, they either went away or they went to the bottom of the list. Um, And I think that was last year was a helpful way to look at it and prioritize what was most important to us. Well, and to your point, I think one of the ways that that happened as well is we started we started out with all of those things that we wanted to accomplish. And then if it didn't fit in 
the realms of that overall category of us being able to live more intentionally then as you said it went to the bottom of the list or it got stricken from the list mm-hmm. but then you know i think i can't remember where we started this whether it was last year or or a year before but we started agreeing upon which ones if we could only do one which one would be the highest yeah. or most important or highest priority mm-hmm. and that was where i think uh, w- some of the best conversation came out but also sometimes the hardest conversation yeah. too because there are things that i know that you wanted like you know one of the things that you've wanted for a long time that we haven't purchased that is important to to you not just just because of having it but because right. of the time that you want to spend and how you want to spend time with our kids and our family but a boat mm-hmm. you know we live uh we live in Moses Lake, and we've got this beautiful lake, and we've got the opportunity to enjoy it. We do a lot of paddleboarding, we've done a lot of boating, mm-hmm. but we haven't necessarily taken the extra step of, of purchasing a boat. And even though I know that that's something that's been important to you, we've continued to agree upon that there are more important things. Yeah. Which is hard, quite frankly, because, mm-hmm. and it's even hard for me too, because I know how much you have wanted a boat for a period of time. You grew up with a boat. Like you, that's something that you did with your family. That's -hmm. something that I know you want for our family. And it's, it's been hard. I'm sure harder for you than it is, uh, that is for me, but even hard saying, you know what, I know that that's something that you want and moving that to the bottom of the list is kind of painful or even further down the list. Right. But I think, like you said, I think that, um, you know, when you look at the list of everything you want and pick those top one, two, three things that you most want to accomplish, then you know that eventually those things lower on the list may make their way up the list, or you might decide that it's not that important anymore. Um, And I think that, yeah, I think that most important thing is what are you going to feel the best about accomplishing at the end of the year? you know, or whatever time frame you set for doing this. What is that one thing that if you didn't accomplish it, you really would look back and say, man, I really wish that we would have spent our time doing this, or I really wish that we would have put our money towards this this year instead. I love that. And I'd like to end on that note. If you're starting out to Alyssa's point, of, you know, it's okay to start with needs-based or it's okay to start with what is, you know, something that is driving this. It's okay to allow it to be organic. And I think that that is, that's a great way to think about it. When there's all these things that you might want to achieve or accomplish, what's the one thing that is going to be most valuable to you or most important to you, or is going to change other things or pave the way for other things? And I think that that's such a great question. So uh, thank you for taking the time. It's only, uh, sure. we get Alyssa <laughs> on the show about roughly <laughs> once a year. So I, I really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to hear more of Alyssa, you can certainly check out our one of our other podcasts. We have a family passport podcast that showcases some of our travels with our kids and and how we've been able to be more intentional in, in that way and, and in different ways in our life. So if you enjoyed this conversation with Alyssa, certainly go over there to search Family Passport on your your podcast player and it'll pop right up. But I just really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Hey, if you enjoyed that episode with Alyssa, here's one of the things that I didn't tell you. 
It's that countless studies have shown a lot of people don't actually achieve their goals. In fact, (laughs) not even close. A lot of people don't even set goals. The University of Scranton found a whopping 92% of people never actually achieved specifically their New Year's goals. And that 38% of people don't set goals at all. Statistic Brain uh, Research Institute found 25% of Americans will give up less than a week into the goal. Okay, if this sounds crazy to you, as, as crazy as it sounds to me, then I don't think that that is right. And I think that we need to do something about that. So you may have picked up the vibe that Alyssa was a reluctant guest on the podcast. We have to do some convincing to get her on the show. She's always got a great great set of experiences to be able to offer. However, it usually takes uh, some lead up convincing to get her get her on. However, she felt strongly as well as did I about making sure that people are achieving more of their goals. And it's taken us 12, 13, 14 years to really develop a system that works over and over again as for us as a as a couple to be able to set and achieve goals that are really meaningful to both of us as well as us individually too and we wanted to be able to share that with the world so this is something we've been talking about for years at this point and haven't necessarily acted on until this year. But we felt compelled to do that as we see so many statistics like that out there. And so many people that I know, just like you that listen to this show, that can be capable of so much more and ensure that there's no chance that you're settling in your life. So we put together a entire course that... Div- shares the system that we use and we've developed over the years, not just Alyssa and I, but also what we've learned and working with lots of other people doing really hard or sometimes seemingly impossible things in each of their own lives. And if this is something that you believe would help you, then here's what I would encourage you to do. We just opened Aspire and Thrive, which is our goal setting and achieving program that teaches you to be able to set wildly unrealistic goals and be able to follow through on them. And if that's something that you're interested in, there's two things that you can do. One, you can certainly just go directly to the site, find out all the information about it, and then register and We'll get you right into the program and begin teaching you to achieve your most meaningful goals, whether it's getting out of debt, whether it is doing the travel that you've wanted to do for many years, whether it is making a job change to what's going to fit you in the New Year's, whether it, it has to do with your health and fitness, whether it, whatever it has to do for you, whatever is most meaningful to you, we want you to be able to live a much more meaningful and fulfilling life and have that evolve as the years go on too. So we'd love to be able to teach you how to do that. You can go directly to the site that has all the information on Aspire and Thrive. And you can do that by going to happentoyourcareer.com slash A-A-T, Aspire and Thrive, A-A-T. Or you can just open up your email right now and send me an email with aspire and thrive in the subject line, and we'll send you all the details. 
We would love to be able to help you achieve what you really want to this year and move through those hard parts that always come with achieving things that really matter in your life. And we're in a great position to be able to do that. There are so many other, (laughs) there's so much bad information about setting and achieving goals out there and so many things that work for some people, but don't work for others. We've taken a very research-based approach and we've been in the unique position to be able to work with so many people that have done really hard things and see what those differences are spread across the board to help develop a goal setting and achieving system that works for a variety of people, not just one type of person, which is uh, yeah, a little bit novel, I know, in this in this day and age where you see all kinds of random stuff on the on blogs and on the internet. Either way, regardless, we'd love to help. Open up your email, send me an email, Scott at Happen to Your Career, and just put Aspire and Thrive in the subject line, and we'll connect you with all the details. Hey, if there's any other way that we can help too, don't hesitate to ask. We would love to be able to play a part in in your life in achieving what you really want to. And we've got so much more coming up for you next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Until then, I am out. Adios. 